That fish taco, Megan. So, so good. This is Liz Johnson. And I'm Megan McCaffrey. And this is the Low Hud Foodcast, where we're telling compelling stories about delicious food in Westchester, Rockland, and Putnam counties in New York State. And we just had some delicious food at Taqueria La Picarda in Portchester. And Megan, this is you're this is like you're an expert at this place already. Yeah, this is one of my favorite taco places in the area. Last summer I did a extensive taco tour of the lower Hudson Valley region. It took me like a really long time because you can't really eat tacos every day. You got to space them out. So I don't know about that. I could. Well, you see, I thought I could at the beginning of the taco tour too, but as you, you soon realize that chorizo every single day is not a great plan. It's probably a little bit, actually, you know, this is the woe is me portion of the food yes. writer's life, but it's also probably a little hard to... Um, differentiate them. You're, you're, you, you probably get palate fatigue. Yeah, totally. They all start to blend together. You're like, I like this this roast pork, but I don't even know where I am right now. Yeah. <laughs> all I taste is pineapple and savory meat. Yeah, all right. So I get you. So it took you a while, but you did discover some of the greatest tacos around. Yes, and not surprisingly for people who know the area a little bit is that Porchester is home to definitely the best tacos in our area. There's a handful of places here that are far superior to any other tacos you'll find in the region. Um, so Taqueria La Picarda is one of my favorites, which is where we are. It's like kind of catty corner to the Capitol Theater. And I also really, really loved Salsa Picante, which is um, around the corner near the Walgreens where people as a, as a landmark. It's a big parking lot over there. And that place has some of the best salsa I've ever had. It's amazing. You wanted? Is it picante? Not really, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but you could drink it with a spoon. I, I mean, you just like want to gobble this stuff up. It's so, so good. All right, great. Um, so, And you also have another one that you hear at Los Gemelos? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's where they make their own tortillas, and they're so fresh and so good, and you can even buy them to uh, take home if you're going to have tacos at home. So that's kind of what it's like. Well, so we're going to talk a little bit more about tacos in the show. Um, I also have, um, a, as, as we know from Podcast Pass, I lived in Mexico for a year in my 20s, and okay. I have um, a great fondness for what they call in Mexico margaritas de Jamaica, which is really hibiscus um, here in English, and I'm going to share a recipe for that. And we're also going to talk about a new phenomenon that seems to have come to the Hudson Valley, and that is direct-order bread. Yeah, I love it. I mean, if anyone has ever tried to make bread at home, they know it's it's not exactly hard, but it is super time-consuming. So if you want really good, fresh, artisanal bread, I mean, why not have it delivered? So I've got a couple of places where you can do that, and I also have some recommendations if you don't want to commit to that for some great breads you can pick up at the farmer's markets. And our freelance correspondent, Anthony Seppe, Seppi. Seppi. I keep saying his name wrong. Seppi, um, who's Seeking Sandwiches on Instagram, um, who we featured in our best Instagram story, and now he's working for us, um, has written a great story um, about where to get excellent barbecue in the Lower Hudson Valley. Yeah, it's a really, really good roundup. I think it, he's got eight places on there, and they really range the whole region, and he did a great job. I mean, he was 
dogged reporting on this. I wonder if he had palate fatigue. I know. I wonder. I, I don't know how long it took him to do this piece, but he did such a good job. I mean, he, he really explained the great things about so many of these different places, and we have a lot of varying styles here because it's, you know, variations on southern barbecue and, and you know, midwestern barbecue, so it's, it's cool. Okay. Well, let's get started. Tacos is something that I've been having a lot at home too, Megan. Oh, why is that? I, I just love to. It's such an easy dinner. Yeah, you can. I, I mean, when you when you get home at six o'clock and you've got to get dinner and put the kid to bed and everything else, you want something fast. Yeah. And we have found that um, we're doing we're doing all kinds of tacos. In fact, we you know we've been doing beans only. You know, like we're doing some vegetarian mm-hmm. tacos. We've done some with um, um, butternut squash, beans, and rice. And um, the, the, this past weekend, we did some um, Korean tacos. I mean, I know it's not really tacos, but lettuce wraps. We did um, skirt steak with Korean marinade and, um, and some sticky rice, and we wrapped it in Boston lettuce. Oh, yum. That sounds good. Do you have any spicy stuff on there? Yeah, we did a som sauce. So it was the gojujang, which is the mm-hmm. spicy uh, chili garlic sauce that's yeah. really well known in Korean cooking. and. And my husband had some kimchi with it. I'm not a huge fan of kimchi. I'll have a little, but what? I know. Come on. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, I love it. It's definitely, you want something pickled with that. Yeah, right. And the same with, um, with Mexican tacos. I love to have some radishes or something pickled, like a pickled jalapeno or a pickled yeah. carrot along with them. Yeah, I mean, even if you've got some super fresh cilantro and lime, it really sort of gives you that same satisfaction as having something pickled because it really cuts the, the heaviness of some of that meat in there. I just wanted to mention, too, because we talked about some great tacos in Westchester, and I have a place that I can highly recommend in Rockland, too. Um, it's called Guadalajara, mm-hmm. and it's in Spring Valley. Did you go there on your tour? I did. I did. I really enjoyed it. I've, I'm, I'm glad you did because I really like it there. There's a few of those. I, oh, well, okay. The one, this is the original. Okay. And, but they now have a few locations. Okay. And he um, used to be called Video Guadalajara because it used to be that you would walk in in the front, and this is, I'm dating myself, but there would be like a bunch of VHS tapes for rent in the front of the store, and in the back of the store was the taqueria. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that sounds like my fantasy dream business. Yeah. It's like a video night in Kathmandu or something. But that being said, you could probably open that in Williamsburg and be successful right now in 2016. <laughs> See? Everything old is new again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so to go along with um, our tacos here today in Portchester, I ordered um, Jamaica, a hibiscus tea. I didn't have any tequila with it, but here's the really great thing about um, the hibiscus. You make the tea, which is, um, you know, this kind of a simple syrup with the hibiscus flowers, which you can get um, at any kind of Mexican Mexican grocers. There's one up on the corner here called La Mercada at 197 Westchester Avenue in Port Chester where they definitely have them. Um, but any place where they sell, you know, sort of Mexican spices or tortillas and queso fresco, they often will have the hibiscus right. flowers, too. Um, and then what, what's so great about doing a margarita with hibiscus is it's basically half hibiscus and half margarita. It really takes the alcohol down, and it makes it really sweet, um, but sort of you know, tequila e, and it's a really wonderful thing to enjoy in the summer because it's like it's not so high in alcohol. So, what else is in there? I mean, other than tequila, do you put Cointreau in it too? Yeah, you put you make a regular margarita, okay. make Cointreau, um, lime juice, and tequila, and then you mix 
basically the half the amount of the same amount of margarita as you do with hibiscus. Oh. And it's totally delicious. Sounds good. And also it's a beautiful color that hibiscus so pretty and i have had it also um at uh, a restaurant in the city which that i'm spacing on in midtown that is in my midtown's roundup right now um we'll get you the link it's um i've had it with blueberry there too so mm-hmm. they they kind of smash some blueberries in the bottom and then they'll do a hibiscus margarita oh it's so good especially the blueberries right now are so so Flavorful. It's the best time of the year for blueberries, so absolutely. So we will put recipes for that um, in in uh, along with this article on loha.com slash food, and um, I hope you make it. Yeah, totally. I'll be. Cheers. <laughs> so Liz, I know that you are working on a bread roundup about where people can get some outstanding bread. So tell me a little, uh, who have you talked to? What have you found so far? Well, I just, uh, nothing against the, some of the bakeries around here, but for some reason I find the best bread around to be at the farmer's markets. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a one baker called Bianqui, which is in Brooklyn, and it's coming to, there's eight, they're at eight farmer's markets throughout the region now. Wow, that's a lot. I didn't realize they were, they were that busy around here. Yeah, it's both Westchester and Rockland, mm-hmm. um, and I've talked to Joey, who brings up all their bread from, from Brooklyn um, every week. Um, and he just says people are going crazy for it, and for good reason. Um, the baker, Zachary, um, is he has a great cookbook, and he learned um, he learned about the style of bread in France, where he he kind of saw that these people were eating bread that was like kind of overdone, like it was almost burnt, not really burnt, but it looked really dark. Uh-huh. And he and he he was like, what? That's how they're ordering it, Bianqui, you know, well cooked, well oh, done. That's funny. And it's kind of a pun because it is well done. It's really, really delicious. And he uses, you know, um, starters that are, you know, nor- you know, at- natural starters and he- natural fermentation. And he has all kinds of different styles. My very, very favorite is called a miche. Um, and it's sort of a, a rye sourdough. with, And the crust is like the deepest ebony brown oh, that you've wow. ever seen. I love that sourdough bread. And, you know, when it's when it's that crunchy crust like that, it makes a good panzanella. You can use it in so many different things in the summertime. I think I have served a panzanella to you with that at work. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I brought one in for uh, some potluck we did. It's not in my memory, but maybe maybe it's buried in there, and that's why I thought I, of that. I can see it's really. I can see it really made an impression. I loved it. I loved it so much. You're gonna have to send me the recipe. Okay, I will. Um, another another great bakery um, is called Wave Hill, and they're right. out of of Connecticut. You probably know them. I do. Yeah, they're in Norwalk. And they have been making excellent bread for a while, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And I, whenever I see them, I just am so happy. They're very, it's very artisanal, traditional French style. Um, they only make a regular baguette, and then they maybe have one um, variety. You know, I think you put peppers or something, onions and peppers, something. I'm sure. I'm, I know that they sometimes do specialty breads because I've had a very good olive bread from them before. Okay, the, maybe it's olive, that's it. Yeah. Okay. My mother-in-law, on occasion, has taken that olive bread, cut it up into pieces, and fried it in butter in her cast iron skillet and given it to me. And it was really, like, this is last meal quality good. I love that when people say, like, something so simple is the best thing that they ever could eat. So good. Yeah. Bread fried in butter. (laughs) I mean, it's not a surprise that it's that good, but... 
So my other favorite um, at, that you can get at markets is prob- it's really well known. It's Balthazar. Mm-hmm. Um, but their baguettes are hard to come by in regular stores. Um, you can get them at Whole Foods and a couple of other places. But when they're at the farmer's market and you don't have anything else, those are, I'm not putting it down, but those are, that's a really, that's a great option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I wanted to talk about is this mail order thing, which is just popping up this summer. Yeah, this is a very cool thing. It's like a subscription bread Baker, very, very small, just starting up called Journeyman, and they're out of Peekskill. And you can um, sign up to get bread delivered to your house once a week, fresh made bread. And it's it's really cool. And um, as of July 5th, the owner, Michael Sellers, is going to be at the Hudson Valley Hospital Farmer's Market every week selling it and giving out samples so you can kind of meet him and see if you're into it there and then sign up for subscription. I think it's such a brilliant idea. Well, that's also what this guy in Nyack did. Um, he's actually... Um a high school friend of my sister's. His name is Tom Daly, and um, and his wife Donna. Uh, they put together a company called Hudson. I'm sorry, Hudson Handsome Bread, and they are making um, with a rye sourdough um, starter, and they're making uh, just a few, you know, a few enough loaves to have a delivery every week. Um, simple, very straightforward for right now. They start out baking it like you do in their cast iron, you know, Le Creuset. Right, right. And then they went and got a, uh, a wood oven, uh, or a bread oven, I mean. And, uh, and so anyway, I talked to Tom, and I wanted to share his interview with you. Oh, cool. I can't wait to hear it. Let's go. So I'm here at Art Cafe with Tom and Donna Daly, who have started a bread company called Handsome Bread. Yep, Handsome Bread. <laughs> and uh, it, it, Donna's still included, even though it's handsome. Because <laughs> she's pretty. Yeah. Handsome. Yeah. You know, we're, we're laying the foundation for when we do other types of products, we can have like gorgeous biscuits or something like that, or beautiful biscuits. <laughs> I love it. So tell me how you got started in, in baking. Um, so it started as... A 40th birthday gift from Donna, actually. She got me a, uh, a private class with uh, friends of ours who had been bake, you know, maintaining her own sourdough starter for six years. So she came over, she brought some, a little bit of starter for us, and she showed us how to make you know, a decent sandwich loaf. But at the time, I was reading uh, Tartine Bread by Chad Robertson, which is you know, the holy grail of you know, artisan breads. And I knew... And Tartine is a bakery in San Francisco, for yeah. people who might not know. And he just partnered with Blue Bottle Coffee, and they're going to start opening co- shops all around the world. So he's the man when it comes to, uh, you know, setting your sights on, on the perfect loaf. Um, so after that lesson, you know, had the, the, we had the, the basics for how to do this, and just worked every weekend, we would start making two, two loaves. And they were pretty bad at first. Like, looking back through the Instagram feed, little by little, we got, got better and better, and... Um, then we started giving bread away, you know, because we started making eight loaves a weekend when we can really only eat one as a family. Yeah, um, yeah after giving bread away for, for a year, um, we realized we wanted to try this and, and do it a little more seriously. And we were limited by the space of our home oven. You know, we were using the Dutch oven, cast iron Dutch oven technique, so we could only do two at a time, 45 minutes of, per bake session. It's really not scalable that way. Tie, tying up the oven quite a bit. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> And uh, so then, we uh, last summer we took a was it already? It feels like two summers ago, no, but it was, last summer. it was last summer. We took a tour through New England, and we arranged meetings with um, family-owned bakeries, you know, hu- husband and wife-owned bakeries at different scales. You know, some chose to intentionally keep it small and bake only for you know the 50-mile radius, 
and like Elmore Mountain Bread, uh, just outside of Burlington. And then the under, other end of the spectrum was um, like Jim Williams up in uh, Providence, uh, Seven Stars Bakery. Those guys started with a single shop, and now they're a massive, you know, bakery operation, feeding multiple retail locations. So we and the husband and wife thing was important to you. It was because we, you know, we we like a lot of. Tell uh, me why, Donna. Well, I think it was more to see how they work, and they had kids. A lot of these bakeries we went to, they had children, and how it works with the children, and how does it work? You know, how do you ma- you know maintain a household? How do you maintain a you know bakery? And work- know. <laughs> no, it is. It is. <laughs> um, yeah. So then. We, we got really good impression from everybody, um, and we thought this is something that we can aspire to. You know, we didn't know how, how it would happen, but we just were putting the energy out there that this is the direction we wanted to go in. And that's how we started uh, Handsome Bread. So now you take orders, and how, and what, how many kinds of bread do you make, and what, how, how can people get it? So our repertoire is pretty narrowly focused right now on, on hearth loaves, like mm-hmm. you know the French country loaf. Um, and some rustique loaves um we're, we're taking orders through the website now so yeah so usually we typically sell out in advance um the batches are you know 50 60 loaves mm-hmm. a batch and is there a certain day there that they get baked um yeah well it had been thursdays and now it's looking like sundays so the best thing to do is check the site and um, get on the list and then we send out updates to people through the list and let them know what the bake day is and you know also you know updates on on what we're thinking uh in terms of how to grow the bakery and also some tips on on how to manage your uh, your own sourdough starter thank you so much for talking to us and telling us about your new bread and um can't wait to try it thank you So there's a lot of great options for bread now in the Hudson Valley. I know. What a great trend. I'm fully, fully on board with this. And, you know, I was just thinking it's it's kind of a nice summer thing, especially when the produce is so good and you can just get a great loaf of bread and have a great salad and, you know, maybe a piece of grilled chicken and, like, you're done. It's like dinner comes together in a snap. I want to talk to you about crostini for just a minute. Oh, yeah. Because this, I'm ready. This is, I mean, that's what you want to do in the summer, too. The best is just to have some bruschetta. When you have fresh tomatoes, when they're just coming in right now, yeah. and you could use cherry tomatoes because they're, they're the first ones that are coming in, mm-hmm. um, but especially once you get to those, um, oh, my God. The, when yeah. they're, like, bursting with sweetness and they're like grapes they're so good yeah and plum tomatoes are really good for um for bruschetta too just cut them up with onion and some basil and olive oil and salt Mm -hmm. and that is it you just grill bread and put that you you know what i like to do too is you after you grill the bread you take a garlic clove and you just rub it on the top and then you can spoon some of that tomato on there and oh i mean if i could curse on this thing right now I would be <laughs> I'm getting hungry and I just finished a plate of tacos so that's really saying something yeah, really. Uh, another great thing to do is to um, get some fresh goat cheese from the market mm-hmm. and you can put just about anything on top of that like I love to do radishes um, you can do um, well you were th- these may not be in season too much longer you were doing some snap some peas right but a friend of mine one of my good friends Brenda makes this really good um, pea shoot crostini and she's made it for like three parties that I've been to recently and it is so good and she makes it all ahead she makes it like in the morning and then just spreads it on the bread right before the party and mm-hmm. 
put some burrata on it, and it's super good. But I know that she's made it with spinach and arugula, too. It's, it's one of those recipes that doesn't really have a recipe. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. you throw together some, some ground-up parm and all this. So it's very similar to a pesto. You could do a pesto. With it. And that's another great thing to put with the goat cheese. You can do... Um, any kind of like tapenade or mm-hmm. pesto of any kind, I and mean, you put some goat cheese, make, make, put a lot of lemon zest in it too, yeah. and then put whatever it is on top. And you know, Brenda and I were laughing because people get really excited when they see Christini at a party because <laughs> they think it's like fancy, or they think that you know what I mean. It feels like some kind of fancy party appetizer, and she's like, "No, this is this is really just toast." <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> but it's good, and it's you know when it's bright green like that, it's really beautiful, and it looks nice on a on a picnic spread. I would think would be great would be to do some of each, do red and green tomatoes and yeah. basil pesto. Oh, my God. All right, let's go home and eat burrata. <laughs> well, the other compliment to bread is meat. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so. No doubt about that. <laughs> And we have had some good meat that Anthony Seppe, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, <laughs> Seppe, <laughs> it was a joke that time, um, has put together a roundup for us. Um, and you have also done some barbecue stories in your, in your time. Yes. So tell me about some of what Anthony wrote about. Well, I love that he included uh, Memphis Maze and Croton because I think that that is like one of those places that people don't really know about for some reason. It's in kind of a funny location in a shop, in a uh, shopping center but it's really really good barbecue and also northern smoke in in carmel is is a great little spot that sort of took over this space that a restaurant's kept coming in and out nobody could seem to make it stick and now northern smoke's been there for a while and he's got a pretty good fan base and the other one i love that he had was um here in portchester where we're doing um the podcast from today is q restaurant right um i have always loved their brisket being a texas girl i know they they do a, a real authentic job yeah, they really do. And speaking of um, Q, they also own uh, a bread bakery you know here what? in Port Chester. That is, to, to be honest, with all the other breads I was talking about, the kneaded bread was a leader in good bread in the Hudson Valley, and they're still at the top. We have always loved the kneaded bread, you and I. I love that you can go in there, too, with the big slicer and just, like, hack yeah. away at it. That's one of my favorite parts. It's very interactive. Yes, it is. <laughs> and they have they have really great sandwiches and soups, too, mm-hmm. so you can go there for lunch. But anyway, that, to go back to barbecue, yes. um, the other one that it, that's new that he included that is Picnic. Yeah, Picnic in Terrytown, which um, I've been to a handful of times now and really, really love. And I think it's just such a nice addition to that Terrytown scene where you're getting a lot of these fast, casual places. And another one that he wrote about is Roundup in Cold Spring, Mm -hmm. um, which is such a cool spot. It's owned by this couple and they're from Texas and they, they do this like totally adorable, you feel like you're in a movie barbecue roadside thing and you sit at picnic tables and they even have Texas beer. It's great. Lone Star? Yes, they have Lone Star, which is, I have to say, that is probably the only place in the Lower Hudson Valley I've seen Lone Star. Oh my God, I haven't seen it since (laughs) I've been in Texas. That's great. Well, um, I, I just, you know, I just have to give one more shout out that um, he didn't include it, but it's in Stamford. One of my favorite barbecue places in the region uh, is Dinosaur Barbecue. Yeah, all right. We know it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. And, and they also were a leader in this, in this barbecue trend. You know, um, Danny Meyer with Blue Smoke 
and a couple of other people were really, you know, the start. There was like one place called Pearson's Texas Barbecue a long time ago in Queens, and that was the only place. And then these guys came in, and Danny Meyer came in, and they really changed the changed the landscape. It's really cool. And, I, you know, somebody commented on Anthony's story that Hoodoo Brown should have been included in this list. And I'm going to give a shout-out to Hoodoo Brown because um, it's it's so good. So if you don't know it, it's in Ridgefield, Connecticut. I actually grew up with the owner, uh, Cody Sperry, who's just a, such a good pit master. He really, really knows what he's doing. And he, you know, his parents own a butcher shop, uh, one of the whole animal butcher shops in Ridgefield. And... He worked there always, really got to know how to break apart animals, and then after that, he sort of started this catering company, and then when he really felt like he knew what he was doing, he launched this restaurant, so he is like a total expert, and people I know are are coming from all over to go to Hoodoo's, so... It sounds like a great destination for anyone in the Lower Hudson Valley to head right over the border to Connecticut. Yeah, go there. Well, listen, if you don't want to go out for barbecue, we do have some great recipes to try it at home. I have a good recipe, which I've linked to before and will do again, for the master of barbecue in the United States, Aaron Franklin from Austin, Texas. I have a recipe for his Franklin's brisket with espresso barbecue sauce, and it is killer. A fun summer project. Wow, it sounds good. And I know that you do a lot of smoking at your house, so we've got some smoked recipes, smoked chicken and stuff like that. Yep, absolutely. So check out all that stuff on lohud.com slash food. And we want to hear about your favorite recipes, your favorite barbecue, your favorite breads. Please, please, please reach out to us. We want to hear from you. Please do it. (laughs) Food at lohud.com, or you can reach out on lohudfood.com on social there's an underscore on the instagram get over it everybody or don't like me (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody we'd like to thank our producer jordan fenster for producing this show thank you jordan this has been the low hide foodcast i'm liz johnson and i'm megan mccaffrey see you next week